to us from the Gospel of John, chapter 20. We read verses 19 through 23. John 20, beginning in verse 19. Hear now the word of the Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Be seated. Let's pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, as scripture is read, as word is proclaimed, help us hear with joy what you say to us this day in your name. Amen. How many of you like Getting two of something for the price of one. Any buy one, get one fans in here? <laughs> I, I think that's everybody. <laughs> I mean, I will go to the mall for a buy one, get one. That says a lot, y'all. I haven't been to the mall in five years. <laughs> that says about when the last time they ran one of those specials, right? You don't see them very much anymore, but when you can buy get two of the same thing and only have to pay once? Good in my book. Well, today we find the disciples locked away. They are scared. They are, they are confused. They are depressed. They are overwhelmed. They feel unworthy. They, they feel like they are they feel like they're, they're hypocrites and traitors. They had just witnessed their leader, their teacher, their king, their friend be arrested, tried, tortured, and crucified. They watched in horror and in anguish as he took his last breath and on the cross and, and made that final lasting proclamation, it is. That moment for the disciples was the end. It was the end for them. Or so they thought. That was the conclusion of an epic journey that had begun three years earlier. This was the end of the line and they knew it. What were they going to do now? What else was there to do? Before, they were seen as celebrities because they were with this, this Jesus fellow who, who does miracles and garners followers. But, but now they are back to being nobodies. They, they, nobodies who, who now fear for their own lives. If they killed the leader, then certainly they are coming after them as well because they knew that they were followers of this Jesus man. The aftermath of of Jesus' trial and crucifixion had not only left him dead, but it had left their faith dead as well. Not their faith in Jesus, though. 
their faith in themselves. But when God resurrected Christ and, and sent him back, he sent him to save these failed followers. <laughs> and these as well, amen? He sent back Jesus to save these who had thought that they could change and, and put away their old mistakes and the sins of their past, but, but who had found out the bitter truth that for all of their professions of faith, they were really not changed people at all, but the same old self-centered sinners they had been before Jesus had ever walked into their lives. What Christ did when he came back from the dead was to change this bitter truth once and for all. He took away the disciples' failures. He blotted out their mistakes. He transformed their grief into joy. He picked them up from the ground while they were wallowing in self-pity and set them firmly back on the path to new life. He took their thoughts and their own troubles off of themselves. He gave them peace of mind. Where there had been self-doubt, he now put a sense of security. Where there had been fear, he put love. Where there had been death, he breathed new life. What happened to those original disciples happens to each and every single one of us. At some point in our lives, we first decide to become followers of Jesus. We decide to give up our old lives. We decide to become changed men and women. But inevitably, we find ourselves not always able to follow through on this. We fall back into old habits, our, our old tendencies, our, our old ways of thinking and doing re, reappear in our lives. The devils of our past return to haunt us. But Easter shows us that that's not the end of the story. Because in Easter, not only does God come, but God comes and shows us this is not the end of the road that our story through Easter has just begun. God doesn't just shrug us off. God sends Christ back in our lives to raise us up again and again and again from where we have fallen. God didn't just resurrect Jesus. God resurrected us as well. Take the examples, though, of the disciples. Even in the midst of, of all of their wallowing and feelings of being dead to themselves, Christ still comes. Christ came back to them, breathed God's Holy Spirit upon them, into them, and gave them new life once again. By loving them even when they had failed, fallen, and become fearful, Christ helped them take their focus off of their own failures and filled them instead with the peace 
of being forgiven. And the same thing happens to each and every single one of us. This is no theory. This is a fact. People can change even after they have failed to change. And people can have a spirit that is holy even after they have sunk back into the same old rotten spirit that used to govern our lives. How does this happen? It happens when someone offers us forgiveness when we have sinned. It happens when someone throws us a line whenever we are sinking. It, helped, it happens whenever Jesus comes despite the fact we don't deserve any of it. But even and especially that when Jesus comes. It happens when someone loves us even when we feel unworthy of anyone's love. It happens when the people of God love one another as Christ first loved us. And not just the people who sit in these pews, in these chairs, and in these walls, but even and especially we love the people out there who don't deserve God's love in their eyes or the eyes of society. They're the ones that God is saying, now go and bring peace to them. Easter, my friends, the, the reappearance of Christ at Easter is not something that happened just a long time ago. Easter is a continuing story. It's not just a season that we have for one day and a few weeks to follow. Easter is an all-year-round affair. God still comes to us in Christ all year long. God still raises us from death to life all year long. God still transforms us. God still gives us new hope all year long. God still brings peace to our troubled lives. God still fills our old and tired hearts with joy. God does not leave us alone in this world without Christ, but reappears in our lives over and over and over again and breathes into us the breath of life that can come only from God by way of the Holy Spirit. God when we least expect it, when we need it most, when we're most desperate, when we're least desperate. At all moments, Easter is a continuing story of God coming into our lives over and over and over again. Not only did God resurrect Jesus from the dead, but on this day, he resurrected the faith of the disciples in themselves as well. 
God does the same for all of us. Resurrection isn't about a single Jesus that was resurrected over 2,000 years ago. The Easter story is also about how God is resurrected in your life. What does that look like for you? What does that look like for the life of our church? That God can resurrect us over and over despite our faults, despite our brokenness. What does it look like to bring that message of resurrection to the world? I don't know about you, but I've never heard of a better two-for-one deal than that. God will resurrect Jesus, and God will resurrect us. This is the gospel message for today and for all the days of Easter and the days to come. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.